Hello and welcome to episode three. My name is Laura and I am a mindset coach who helps stuck women to clarify their goals and take meaningful steps towards these goals without constant overwhelm. And this episode, I am going to talk about the phrases carrot and the stick or silver and lead. And I'm going to talk about it in terms of motivators. So to step back a little bit, To me, being stuck means something quite special, and I used to feel very stuck. It is a certain kind of trapped mindset, and it is so easy to see when you're out, but when you're in it, it is so hard to see, and it can be crippling. And it's also easy to see if it doesn't relate to you. It's funny that, isn't it? When things don't relate to you, it's just easy to see clearly. So if you, like I used to be, are stuck, it is likely that you know that you need to achieve some goals or move towards something in order to get out of this situation. And the what is up to you. Maybe secretly in your heart you know what you want to do. Or you may not know still. But either way, movement in a direction is inevitable in order to get unstuck. And as we move, We might use positive motivators or negative ones to try to keep us on track. The carrot and the silver as positive and the stick or lead as negative. And this episode is not in fact where, like I would have assumed it would be here to tell you that one is better than the other, but this episode is not here to tell you that fact. They are both valid. But what I want to ask the question of is are they both right in all situations and do you find yourself using one method more than the other? Because I suspect if you are like me, you are rather familiar of the stick's keen sting and you may feel like you can't accomplish anything or as much without this type of motivator. And like I say, I am very familiar of the stick and ways I would use this, especially in the past, are in relation to my inner self-talk. And if you want to see episode two, I think it is, I also talk a bit on inner self-talk then. I would tell myself nasty things or that I wouldn't achieve anything in life if I wasn't gonna do this stuff. And another example of this is refusing to rest or refusing to allow myself to rest But usually if I did this, I would also be unproductive and it would lead to burnout. So refusing to rest and burning out can also be viewed as the stick. And I know it sounds odd, but I sometimes think that when I am overwhelmed, I am using the stick on myself as well. Because sometimes I have taken myself to that point of overwhelm, deliberately. Maybe not consciously deliberately, but deliberately a little bit. And this is the stick then, because when I'm overwhelmed, I use the inner self-talk and I might be saying things like, oh, I need to do this, I need to push forward, and perhaps even more negative than that. Another example of me using the stick is general fear and anxiety. And again, that links in with my inner self-talk. I say things like, you're going to sit here until you do this. And... In general, using the stick is fear and anxiety driven. 
and I don't deny that it can be a strong motivator in our success and this is one of the reasons it can be so hard to put the stick down and to not use it all of the time. So like I've said, I don't necessarily think that the stick is always bad, but I think there is a risk that most people, myself included, overuse the stick or perhaps even exclusively use the stick. So where is the line? When is the stick actually holding you back? The first question I would ask is, would you condone this treatment if it was done to another? In its most base example, slavery is the literal stick for not doing enough of what someone else wants. And it is very clear, to me anyway, I assume this is clear to everybody else, that this is not an appropriate way to treat someone. And this is an extreme example. You are literally holding a person hostage and physically beating them for not doing what you want. But the outcome is there. And would you treat another human in this way? Because in your mind, the way you treat yourself, the way you, you might use the stick on yourself, it's a spectrum. I assume you're not physically beating yourself. If you are, okay, take a breath and perhaps seek some guidance and be kind to yourself. But I assume that you're not. And it's a spectrum. And would you treat another person the way you're treating yourself to get motivated and not find it shameful. Imagine a child is in front of you and you are doing exactly what you do to yourself to motivate them. Would you be ashamed of other people watching you do that? It could be yes, it could be no, or it might be somewhere in between. Yes, obviously it's clear you should not be doing that. No, it's not shameful, then it seems like you're on the right side of the line and somewhere in between is that hard gray area. And finding the line is really important because both ways are valid, but I do feel that there is a line drawn with the stick and this line is different from person to person, but we each need to be aware of that line and whether we're crossing it. Because for me, crossing it might get the results, but what is the cost? And the cost is often long-term damage to my self-esteem and my self-identity and low feelings of self-worth because I then find myself unable to enjoy the success when I find it, because I've repeatedly told myself I'm not worthy of it, or it will disappear if I don't do A, B, C. And because of this, my experience is that the stick can be quite addictive, and that once it's used, it's hard to use other means of motivation. And in this case, it might be that you are crossing that line even a tiny bit over the long run, and you are starting to feel the effects. So while I have just talked about the line with the stick, I want to talk about the stick's place. Sometimes you do just need, or I need, that little consequence for not doing something. And an example of this is that I put time limits on my tasks now so that I don't have time to procrastinate. And for me, one of the consequences I use for going over on that time is that I have to pick up all the dog poos from in my garden because we let the dog out in the evening and we don't always pick the poos up then and we have to come back and get them later and I hate doing it. I think a cold dog poo is grim and so for me this is a negative motivator to get me to do something and stay on track and in this case 
The task is a simple, small, clear thing where I know exactly what to do and how to do it. It's well defined. And in this case, the stick can be useful to keep me doing it. And another thought about the stick is as far as possible, if you can try to find a natural consequence, for example, don't do the work, then you're gonna fail. That is a natural consequence. And this is related to the specific thing that you're doing as a natural step of not doing it or doing it. And we often use this in disciplining children. Because for example, if your child doesn't want to wear a coat, the natural consequence of that is that they get cold outside. So wherever possible, if you can use the stick in the form of identifying the natural consequence up front and keeping that in your mind, it will hopefully keep you on track and shouldn't necessarily be overly negative. Accountability can also be really useful and I count this as part of the stick. Because for me, I don't want to be shamed by other people knowing that I failed or not done something. So it is shame-based. But if the accountability partner is firm but kind and someone that you trust, it can still be a positive way to use the stick. And just another example of how I use the stick is, for example, sometimes I say that I can't have chocolate until something is done or watch television until something is done. And in this situation, it's like flipping it because the lack of it's like the stick, but then I'm still giving myself the carrot of the reward at the end. Like I get the chocolate when I do it. So it's kind of like the punishment is there until I've done it. And that's a bit of both. And finally, let's talk about the carrot. So like I mentioned before, the stick can be addictive and it does have its place. And something that I intellectually understand but that I don't always live by is that the carrot can be equally useful. And in thinking about this, I asked myself the question, if I could motivate, my, if I could motivate myself with the carrot or the stick in this situation to get the exact same result, which would be better? And for me, the answer is always the carrot. Because why would we be negative to ourselves or be negative in general or punish ourselves or risk punishing ourselves if the outcome is the same. In my opinion, positive always then trumps this. But the truth is that in my head, I often use skewed thinking or I don't make the effort to try to see the situation in a way that would allow me to identify how to use the carrot. Because I'm so used to using the stick, it's the easy way to think. I can immediately identify what I could do to motivate myself in that way. I have a plethora of motivational stick weapons in my arsenal that I am instantly able to see which I could use in a situation. And I am so much less able to see how best to use the carrot. And this is partly because I use it so much less and I am still working on using it more and better. Another thought I have is that sometimes I am afraid that using the carrot is me being spoiled. I don't know if spoiled is the right word to describe this, but it's like I'm giving myself a reward for nothing that I don't disturb, deserve. And I think that that is a separate issue. If I identify that I deserve a reward of whatever it is for doing a task, then that reward is fair game. But Often I'll try and talk myself out of this or say that it wasn't as hard as I wanted once I've done it and blah, blah, blah. And that is a risk for me of using the carrot. 
but intellectually like I say I am in a place where I understand the power of the carrot but I don't use it enough to truly understand its power and I do have a recent story where I tried something new and it worked really well and I am going to be trying it again in a few situations I actually have some on the go now so a few weeks ago I tried a new idea where I set a specific number of outcomes for the week which once completed meant I could stop for the week early and it was a scary list of stuff and I didn't know how to do it up front so it was like I might have been able to do it I might not have been able to do it I didn't know the effort that it was going to be involved but I was feeling quite daunted towards doing it and I gave myself this challenge and I did it I got the outcomes I wanted on Friday morning and it felt so weird to be done and the thing is I had to force myself not to move the goalposts and add extras in but I am so glad I did because I used that time for fun and relaxing and doing things that you know when you're kind of sitting down and you're like oh if I had loads of time I'd do this one thing I did that stuff for the weekend and it was so rewarding and motivating because instead of using the stick to motivate myself I was for once using positive things and it benefited me and I felt so exciting and when I went back the week after I felt so much more motivated, excited and refreshed and ready because reward isn't just physical items or gifts as well. Rest can be a reward and it's one that helps you be better next time. Because the truth is, if your mind knows you're just going to keep pushing and never give it a break, is it any wonder we often just shut down and procrastinate or we're unproductive for a whole day and we're distracted? Because if your reward for yourself is more work, especially in the same time frame, and pushing more, are you going to be motivated to do things quicker or more efficiently? Probably not. And the best way I find to think about this is sometimes when I think about work, paid work, my day job. And in past jobs I've had, my reward has occasionally been more work. And a good example of this is when I was training as an accountant and we had to work really long hours, especially at certain times of year. And I was on a very, very busy job with the team. And the year before had been a nightmare. I was up until till the middle of the night and I thought, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that way this year. I'm gonna get in early. I'm gonna be efficient. I am gonna get my work done. And I remember it was about 8pm and I had done my work and I felt buzzing that I had gotten on top of what I needed to. And as I packed up, the manager said to me, where are you going? And I said, oh, well, I've, I've done my stuff. And he said, oh, well, you can pick up some of somebody else's. That was my reward. And as you can imagine, internally, I was fuming because the other person wasn't bothering to get in early, wasn't bothering to do more and to try to be better. And my reward for having done that was more work at 8 p.m. to stay along. So that's an extreme example, but if your reward is more work, be considerate that maybe you could try something else. So a final thought on rewards and motivators in general is that often we only reward ourselves based on outcome. 
Have we succeeded at achieving some specific outcome? And the truth is, this pays absolutely no regard for the effort we have put in to get there. And the truth is, we often don't know upfront the effort that a task is gonna involve. And it's so easy to say upfront, I'm gonna do this thing and have absolutely no idea of the mindset work that will come up in between. But often in the middle, in the dip, we are working so hard and rewarding ourselves just for the outcome, not the effort we put in, is encouraging a more fixed mindset. Because I think we can all think of examples for ourselves where we didn't think something would be hard for us. Perhaps it doesn't look hard from the outside, but then when we did it, we were like, oh my God, that was so hard and I stepped up. But the truth is maybe someone else wouldn't even consider that deserving of a reward because we're comparing ourselves to others always, or in this scenario I am we shouldn't do that but we do and so we perhaps wouldn't reward ourselves in a way that actually is worth the reward for the effort we've put in an example of this for me is breastfeeding I thought breastfeeding was a natural thing that I would just be able to do and for me it was not I had huge struggles in learning how to do it and my baby was tongue-tied which basically means they struggle to feed and I don't know that I have ever worked past anything so hard in my whole life but looking at my assumptions before the event they were very different I would have never thought that there would be such a challenge and if I had had to assign myself a reward in the upfront it would have been small and now if I were to assign any woman a reward, it would have to be based on their struggles in this journey because it is easy for some people to breastfeed and it's not easy for other people. And I feel so proud to have pushed through. So I have received a reward in my effort and the knowledge that I have tried so hard with this effort. But in all cases, it's not easy to necessarily just feel proud in these circumstances. And just as a side note, I want to say that I have 100% respect for anyone that tries and does not continue to breastfeed because it can be incredibly hard and ultimately making the decision that is best for your baby, if it's causing you a lot of struggle, is the key thing. For me, I think it was only my stubbornness that kept me pushing through because people around me were saying that they didn't like breastfeeding and that I shouldn't do it. So I was determined to prove them wrong. Otherwise, I genuinely don't think I could have pushed through so much. So I have nothing but praise and positive reward for anyone that does this, even and for myself, even though it is not a tangible reward. And this is because of the effort, not the outcome because we all struggle with different things. What is easy for one person might be near impossible for another person. And so rewards should be different for each individual because who do you think deserves a better reward? Person A who steps up and faces with fear and works their way resourcefully for a really tough journey for them or the person who does it with ease and learns nothing. Should the reward be the same? So I will just close with leaving you to think about how you motivate and reward yourself. Like me, do you use a lot of the stick and not much positive reward, especially in certain areas? And if you do, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up. You are not doing anything wrong. 
just know that it could be possible to use another approach and try to imagine that you could use another approach. What would you do? Maybe do an experiment and give it a go. Choose something different to motivate yourself with for you from usual and run with it and try the carrot instead of the stick for once and work out how to use the carrot and the stick appropriately for you. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode and that you have found something valuable from it. I have been inspired to start this podcast series because I would love to help anyone who might be facing similar to struggle, similar struggles to what I myself have worked through in the past and am still working through in many areas of my life. I have become a mindset coach for this very reason as well. And I would love to coach you and have you join me on my six week one-on-one coaching program where you can spend six sessions with me getting unstuck, moving past overwhelm and conquering mindset issues to move forwards into a growth mindset and towards your dreams. How are you managing yourself so far? I hope that this podcast episode is helping you to move further and forward. And again, if you want to apply for the six-week program and join me, there is a link to my website in the show notes. There is more information there about me and about the program. And if you click connect, you can fill out the form and register and apply. And if you want to keep generally updated, please follow me on Instagram at going for something and say, hey, connect with me, send me a DM or um, tag me in your stories with what you've been listening to on the podcast. I would love to hear from you. Have a wonderful week. Take care.